Streaming live from the Northington Energy Studios in Nashville, Tennessee, it's the Extreme Trucker Show with your host, Rich Miller. Brought to you by Napa Filters. Quality filters for all your needs. Motel 6, lowest price of any national chain. Healthy Trucking Magazine. We have your health and wellness at heart. Northington Energy's Diesel Boost Plus, the energy drink for diesel trucks. And Kit Kat. Have a break. Have a Kit Kat. Now, your host, Rich Miller. Well, good evening and welcome to the Extreme Truckers Show, live from Nashville, Tennessee, here on this very first day of March. My name is Rich Miller, and welcome. We've got a great show for you tonight. We're talking safety, not just equipment safety, but personal safety as well. Now, while the Federal Motor Carrier Safety Administration is out there making new rules and implementing regulation after regulation on our truckers, our guests tonight are taking a proactive approach for the industry when it comes to safety. Our first guest tonight is going to be Bob Petrocosta. Uh, the Vice President of Safety for Conway Freight Company. Bob returns to the Extreme Truckers Show to fill us in on some of the new safety features and what made Conway invest in these new technologies. Securing your cargo is, of course, one of the most important safety aspects for a driver. And here tonight from Kinodyne is Alan Boomer, Director of Sales. Alan's going to explain what makes Kinodyne a safety-first company and how they are improving the safety for the cargo industry. Now, while equipment safety is crucial for a successful haul, without the driver being safe, nothing would really matter, right? Well, that's exactly what our following special guest is going to be all about, personal safety. Sandra Long, who's a truck driver, trucker's advocate, and author of Street Smarts, a guide for a truck driver's personal safety, will be calling in to talk about trucker safety and how to make security at truck stops and on the road a top priority. And then finally tonight, our musical guest to wrap up the show from Atlanta, Georgia, native uh, Julie Gribble is here with guitar in hand and a smile on her face to share a couple of songs. It's about love and you and me. So be sure to stick around, enjoy the conversation, and by the way, feel free to call in with a question to uh, our guest tonight at 949-272-9442. Don't forget you can follow the Extreme Trucker Show on both Facebook and on Twitter to keep abreast of uh, our latest guests and what's going on. Right now, before we go any further, tonight's Extreme Trucker Show is brought to you in part by Fusion Sleep, solutions for your good health and DOT readiness. And also brought to you by Matco Tools, your single source, one-stop shop for all your tool needs. Well, let's bring our first guest on into the show for this evening and get this thing rolling down the road. The Vice President of Safety for Conway Freight Company. Let's welcome to the Extreme Trucker Show, Bob Petricosta. Bob, it's good to have you along. Well, good evening, Rich. Thanks for having me back. Yes, that's right. We should say welcome back to the show since you've been a guest uh, back last fall, was it? That's correct. Well, first of all, tonight's show is all about safety. So why don't we start uh, with a little bit of background on your company and, you know, why, as your role as vice president for safety at Conway, uh, what, what's the most important thing? Well, you know, first of all, Rich, I, I think I'm pretty fortunate to work for a company that takes safety seriously. You know, at Conway Freight, uh, safety is our first core value, and every employee has the same important role in safety, uh, including myself. My role is no more important than every driver who's working safely tonight on our nation's highways. Uh, the safety department is an advocate in our company for safety. We provide the tools, the experience, and, and the resources to help to protect our employees. And a good example of that type of role we play is the research and the test piloting that we, we do very often, but we, we did some special test piloting uh, a couple of years back that led to our decision as a company to equip our trucks with sophisticated safety technology to assist our drivers in traveling safely every night. And, and the reason we did that is, is you know, the, the roadways are, you know, a tough environment, and today probably more than, than ever before, uh, you know, you, you how many times you've driven down the road and take a look and see how many pe times you uh, people will change lanes and how many times those same people will use their turn signal? It's a dying art. And then, oh you know, boy, is it ever? Is it ever? And and like you said, uh, you know, that's 
the the driving habits of people are, are just out the window in some places. Of course, uh, some folks think it's better in some parts of the country than others, but we know really it's a national problem. Right, and then you add in, you know, the the, the technology that people bring into the truck that that acts as a distraction, uh, and you, you got a dangerous mix. So. One of the things that you guys do is, is educate drivers, and especially new drivers, and we'll get into that in just a little bit. But let's uh, talk about some of the safety features in, in Conway freight trucks and how they work. Well, we, um, you know, we, we are continually evaluating new ways to improve safety within the cab. And several years ago, we partnered with the University of Michigan Transportation Research Institute, better known as UMTREE, to evaluate in-cab safety equipment, and we installed a suite of technologies in a group of trucks and then tested them with a, a group of our drivers, and we found the outcome to, you know, to the test to be so compelling, we made a decision to invest in these safety systems every, in every new truck we buy. We, we started that in 2010, and we continue to do it today. And the, the technology, uh, there, there are three main systems that we uh, employ uh, and we equip in our trucks. The first is a front collision warning system that uses radar sensors and adaptive cruise control to help our drivers maintain a safe following distance and avoid rear-end collisions by braking as needed. So it automatically keeps a safe distance between the vehicle ahead, uh, accelerating and decelerating. Uh, if the driver does not take proper action, it will actually uh, uh, engage the, um, the braking system uh, automatically. And the second system is a lane departure system, which uses image recognition software that can detect when a vehicle is drifting out of its lane, our vehicle, and, uh, and sounds an alarm to alert the driver so they can take corrective action. Uh, if, if the driver veers about three inches uh, on the line or over the line in, in his lane of travel, he'll get a, he or she will get a, a virtual rumble strip sound in the right speaker and conversely on the left side on, on, in the left speaker. And then third, uh, but not last, is a technology uh, that we employ uh, to hopefully prevent roll, uh, rollover accidents. It's Roll Stability Control System, which senses driving conditions and vehicle performance tendencies. And if the system perceives that the vehicle is about to roll over or is close to, to a rollover, such as you know, during a hard cornering or a change in direction, a light on the dash alerts the driver, and the system automatically decreases the engine torque. So those are the three, the three main systems that we employ. And I imagine the, the investment in those systems was, was probably pretty steep when you're talking about that kind of technology. Well, no doubt. It comes with a price tag, but obviously uh, so does uh, 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 you know, major crashes and, and, uh, and, and then loss of life. You, know, you can't put a price tag on that. Well, that's, that's and, the point. And I would tell you, there's actually a Ford feature, and, and many people don't really think of it as necessarily as a, as a safety feature, but we installed in-dash AM-FM satellite radios. Uh, and again, most people wouldn't think of that as a safety feature, but you know, uh, we didn't always have in-dash radios in our trucks, and we found that drivers were bringing portable radios into the truck, and uh, you know, it, that became a distraction because you know, the driver would put it on the seat or on the floor, and um, you know, the now we've, we've taken that distraction out by keeping the radio controls within easy reach and the driver's eyes stay focused on the road in front of them. Now, does, does, uh, just out of curiosity, does listening to the radio like a talk show like this or, or something uh, help with alertness? Oh, without a doubt. Our drivers were very clear in, in, uh, in that feedback to us. And so my guess is, you know, you and I right now are keeping them wide awake because I'm sure they're listening to you. Well, I hope they are because this is important stuff, man. Important stuff. So we talked about the, the safety technology being expensive. Was there a certain point where you just decided you had to dive in and implement these things? Yeah, I think, you know, we we made a very conscious effort uh, a few years back when we uh, completed the test with Umtree. Uh, we saw that there was you know, a recognized uh, performance gain and uh, those trucks that we had installed the technology on. And so we knew we were going down the right path. And, uh, and again, our, our, our drivers deserve it. Uh, you know, the, the feedback we got back from our drivers was pretty positive. Uh, you know, some drivers, uh, you know, those maybe with more tenure and years of driving, were a little reluctant at first. 
Um, but you know, we uh, I think we've we've got great uh, feedback now that almost everybody uh, uh, enjoys uh, the, the technology and, and appreciates the uh, the assistance that they get when they're traveling down the road. Transporting less than truckload freight proposes all kinds of challenges because of the varying sizes of freight being delivered. How has Conway made the transport of freight safer? Well, you're absolutely right, Rich. It is a challenge. Uh, you know, uh, LTL trucking uh, freight comes in all sizes and shapes, and uh, I wish it, you know, it, it were not the case. But, uh, but the reality is that's the business that we're in. We're in. And one of the ways we have addressed that challenge is by installing a, an advanced load decking system in all of our 25,000-plus trailers. Uh, we call it SafeStack. Uh, it consists of uh, flexible load decks that can be adjusted based on the size of the freight and allows us to stack freight and secure it in ways that both improves cube utilization and keeps the uh, freight secure and prevents it from shifting. Um, you know, the reinforced heavy-duty decking system offers a level sturdy surface that eliminates stacking damage along with tipping or falling freight. And so the system uses custom-designed straps and anchors that securely tie down shipments to prevent movement of freight and, and guard against damage during um, transportation. And it's also, you know, it, uh, it's also a safety feature. Uh, and drivers love it because they are delivering freight in, in better condition and pristine condition and receiving pats on the back from their customers. It's a win-win and uh, in all situations, you know the you know that's what it's all about is getting it there in one piece and on time. But now, when you're talking about freight and loads and so forth, you've got to deal with uh, federal regulations um, like CSA 2010 and hours of service impacting. Uh, how are these regulations, uh, you know, affecting driver capacity? Well, I think you know the the, the biggest regulation um, that has an impact. Uh, was the uh, the promulgation of CSA? You know uh, that CSA 2010 originally uh, was designed and, and uh, to be more to effectively measure and, and hold carriers and drivers accountable for safety performance on the highway, and and the program uh, will promote safer truck driver behavior on the highways, no doubt. However, one of the effects of the new program will that it will likely reduce the current workforce as drivers with poor safety records are weeded out. And so what, what our company has done to, to combat that is to, uh, you know, to invest in, uh, in company driver training schools. Uh, we have, uh, Conway Freight has 84 company locations throughout the United States. And uh, how the schools work is candidates can come from the company's workforce of part-time or full-time dock workers. And once they have 30 days in good standing, if they want to become a driver and learn to trade, they can apply to the school. Now, I understand. Well, I was just going to say, I understand there's no, uh, your training is at no cost to the drivers. Right. Uh, Unlike other, you know, commercial truck drivers uh, schools that might cost $3,500 or more to attend, uh, as you said, our our, our, uh, fee is free to our employees. And uh, better than that, you know, the, we build a curriculum around their work schedule while they are working the dock, so they continue to earn a living, and then they have customizable uh, schedules that work around their their hours of work. And you know, once accepted, the student enters a 12-week program, so it's it's a pretty pretty elaborate program uh, of 20 hours a week, and uh, you know, 240 hours later uh, of professional truck driver training. Um, the driver now has the skills to start a career that could pay them up to $70,000 annually. Once they pass their commercial driver's license test, if there's a job uh, available at that service center they, uh, for, for a driving position, you know, they're immediately placed into that position. That's awesome. And, and, then, and if they've got the uh, safe training to go with that, I mean, they're going to be safer out there on the roads, and that's what it's, I mean, that's the bottom line. So you're driving job creation, you've got driver training, you've got uh, safe technology in your vehicles. Uh, did, I, did we miss anything? Cause we're just no, about well, I would just like to say, if I could, a big hello to all of our drivers tonight who are listening. Uh, uh, thank you for your hard work every day and your focus and commitment to safety. Uh, that dedication uh, does not go unnoticed. Well, Bob, I, I, we've enjoyed having you back on the show. I hope you'll come back and uh, join us again. We'll just make it a regular thing and have you on every uh, couple of months or so. Well, invite me back anytime. Oh, it's, it's been a pleasure. Uh, thanks so much, and uh, all the best to you.
Thank you, Rich. That's Bob Petricosta, who is the Vice President of Safety for Conway Freight uh, Company, our very first guest tonight. And our show this evening is definitely all about safety. Tonight's episode of the Extreme Trucker Show is brought to you by Napa Filters. Quality filters for all your needs. Motel 6, lowest price of any national chain. Healthy Trucking Magazine. We have your health and wellness at heart. Northington Energy's Diesel Boost Plus, the energy drink for diesel trucks. And Kit Kat. Have a break. Have a Kit Kat. Now, back to your host, Rich Miller. Well, as I said, safety is the catchphrase tonight, and our second guest is going to tell us a lot about safety in a different way. He's uh, with a company called Kinodyne, and his name is Alan Boomer. He's the sales director. And, Alan, are you on the line? Yes, I am. Welcome to the Extreme Truckers Show this evening. Where are you calling us from? I'm actually in Calgary, Alberta right now. Up in uh, Canada, eh? Up in Canada. All right. Well, I hope uh, hope the weather's uh, not too bad up there. I know they're getting a little bit of. Uh, we've had some bad weather in uh, in the central part of the country, and I think we're going to get some bad weather here tomorrow night. But hopefully, you're safe from all of that stuff. Fortunately, I am. All right. Well, let's get a little bit of background on your company. It was founded back in 1968. Um, what does the name Kinodyne come from? Kinodyne is a combination of two words: kinetics and dynamic. Um, a lot of people pronounce the name wrong, but that's that's how we came up with the name Kinodyne. Uh, the company was founded by Jim Cosman in 1968. He had a two-man operation in New Jersey. We are now four decades later, and we're manufacturing in four different countries. So that, I, I guess you're doing something right. You've certainly grown a lot. Your company specializes in uh, load securement products. Let's talk about what sets you apart from the competition. One of the biggest things with us that makes us different than everybody else is we take and make sure that all of our products meet or exceed the cargo laws. We go above and beyond for the partners that sell our products to try and help them. They've helped us grow, so we help them grow. And ways that we do that is we explain to the fleets how the legislation works, best practices, to make sure that they're doing it right so that they understand the difference between our product and other products that are out there. Unfortunately for drivers, I know that they do their very best to try and meet the legislation, but there's a lot of products that don't meet it. They think they're doing it right. We make sure that we are doing it right. What are some of the the major safety issues that we're facing in cargo control these days? One of the biggest ones is when it comes to cargo straps. Uh, legislation is that you have to have a working load limit on the flat deck straps, which is something that only the manufacturer themselves can put onto the straps. Now, what we're finding, and a lot of drivers are starting to learn this, is they're, they're able to buy a strap at a little better price. It has a working load limit on it, but that strap will never meet that working load limit, which is a really bad thing. You think you're doing everything right, that strap ends up letting go, and it's, a, it's an offshore company that you really can't do much about. Right. Now, we... With Canadine, like I said, we're in four different countries. We make sure that we test. We know that we've got the quality and engineering behind it that we can back up everything we sell, whereas a lot of companies can't do that. If somebody, well, you know, we'll, ex- we'll find a product for everything that the driver needs, and we'll help them find best practices for tying down. Now, you have to adhere, you mentioned a, a lot of safety standards, but not only federal and state here in the U.S., but uh, international as well, don't you? Yes, we do. And... Fortunately, in North America, the laws are, are much closer than they've ever been. Uh, from the last eight years, they've come closer and closer. But, you know, when you get into Europe and places like that, their laws are quite a bit ahead of what we are. And what is being in countries like that, that just sh- helps us be better in the North American market. So if you're looking for a product that exceeds what the legislation is and exceeds what it, without performing anything else in the market, Canadine is the company that's doing that. Now, now with fuel prices rising again, I think companies and owner-operators are, are really trying to maximize efficiency, and, of course, that means bigger loads. Uh, but first it has to be safe, and that's where you guys come in. Now, with the interior vans, yes, that's very correct. Um, an average LTL carrier will, with luck if he's doing on the floor, pushes it. He can probably do 60% of the cube of the trailer. We've designed a system, uh, it's called Captive Beam. 
it's our K1 and K2 system, we can get them into the high 90s, so we can get them about 30% more payload in their trailers. It's in there secure. They don't have, it doesn't get damaged as you're moving along, and when you're offloading, it's far safer. So their, their revenue per mile goes up 30%, and realistically, within your first three trips, you've paid for the system, and it continues to pay back. That's the kind of product you want on your rig. You not only you not only sell load securement products, you guys also develop and manufacture them, don't you? Yes, we do. We are when you look at everything that's in the marketplace and we get that this question asked a lot, who's our number one competitor? There aren't any. We are the only inter the company that actually starts from the fin from the starting goods to the finish. We make it. So we know what goes into it and we know what's coming out so that we can control all aspects of the quality. Everybody else brokers part of it or all of it, so they really don't know what they're selling you because they're guessing at what right. they're getting. Right, but you guys know because you you build the stuff and you you engineer it, so that certainly gives Correct. you an advantage in that in that capacity. We're talking with Alan Boomer with uh, Kennedyne, and we're all about safety tonight. Talk about the safety of uh, your load control products like tie downs and why they stand out as not only compliant but beyond compliant. With, we are probably the most recognized strap in the marketplace. We are a gold strap with a black edge. We are the most asked-for strap in the marketplace today because of its. we continue to exceed everybody else. It's little things that we do that most people don't even look at. We hear quite frequently, a strap is a strap. We've gone through designing from we know how long it elongates, we know how it holds up in the weather. We can tell you, if you went to a Canadian representative, Go to one of our dealers and ask a Canadian representative. We can tell you within 30 seconds whether a competitor of our straps will make make it or break it just by looking at it after over 40 years' experience. So we know what our competitors are doing out there. We're not, we're not saying that everybody's doing it wrong, but we test everybody and make sure that we know what they're doing so that we're always one step ahead of everybody else. We always try to exceed all legislation. So we spend a tremendous amount of time finding out what the legislation is, and being one step ahead. The latest one that came out was that the without a tag, that the straps are out of service. So we started stenciling the working load limit on it because tags don't last forever. So little things like that that we do for companies, that they can use the straps longer and better than anybody else out there, and there's a huge confidence in what we do. Well, when you said uh, some people say a strap is a strap, that may be the case until it breaks, that is. And then, then, you got a, then you got a problem. Alan, are there myths about cargo securement regulations that your company can dispel? They're, part of the issue with, with the way that laws are written, they're written in a language that five different people can read it, and everybody's going to come up with a different determination. Um, if you run into troubles, we do quite a few where we'll go into fleets and we'll walk through the laws and we'll walk through how they're doing the tie-downs, and we'll help them understand it from the manufacturer side. And from doing enough seminars, we're pretty bang on and with the laws. We can give you best practices. Some of the myths that are out there right now is, like I said, a strap is a strap. There's a big difference between straps. Um, and as people go through some of the uh, explanations from us, they start to understand it. You've got to look at the sewing pattern. You've got to look at the weave of the webbing, the hardware. It isn't just a strap. The other thing that is a big myth out there, and it's one that finally the government sort of come back with, is rubber tarp ties. Um, a lot of guys are using it for tying down. You can't rate rubber. We do have one company that has a rating on it, but it's it's a false feeling of uh, safety because right. it's only rated for the first time you use it. Road grime changes it. Heat, everything changes it. So you need, you've got guys that are marketing towards that. Don't be fooled by some of these marketing plans. Now, any product is only as good, um, you know, as it is, when you use it properly. So, correct. you know, tell us a little bit about the, the training that Kennedyne offers to help customers safely and securely transport their cargo with the products that you guys make. What we'll take and do is one of our account executives will go into the fleets. We'll go in with the products. We will show them the proper way to use it, the way the engineers have designed it, so that you can do a, so that you can use it properly. One of the big myths is all our straps are designed for a 
straight pull. That is uh, how they are tested, and that's how they should be put onto a trailer. We'll have guys with a twister and angle on it, which compromises that working old limit. The other thing that they need to keep in mind and that we do the training on is we can show them that a strap that's been out there for six months is different than a brand-new strap. We show them why. We can show them um, just some of the experiences that we've had out there. When you talk to inspectors, we'll show them that, you know, if you threw one more strap on it, just be on the safe side. The inspector's not going to fine you for overdoing it. Right. But yeah. if you think of it, if you really think of it this way, when you're going down the street, two things you don't want to cheat on on your truck, your brakes and your car control. Either one of those let go, and it could be catastrophic. So if you tie down the load as if it's your family member in the vehicle beside you, you're going to do fine. And that's what we really do to try to stress to people because drivers, they don't get paid a lot for tying down their load. They're, they're supposed to be behind the wheel. So sometimes they don't quite go to it. But if they think of it in that way, they, they tend to do it right every time. That's a good way to look at it, too. Well, have you got any uh, new products to tell us about or other exciting news? We've, got, we've gone back to the drawing board, and we've hit all the truck stops and talked to a lot of the truck drivers over the last year about tarp ties. We asked them what it was that they liked and what they didn't like and what they were looking for. So this year at the Matt Structure, we're going to unveil brand-new tarp ties that we have, a natural rubber, which is our polar, and then our EPDM, which is our tagger. We're going to unleash those in the marketplace. It has been tested uh, to standards that we've now come up with. There was never standards on tarp ties. We've come up with 10 ways to test it to make sure that they will outperform everything in the marketplace. Now, you guys are going to be at the Mid-America Trucking Show, which is coming up uh, in just a few weeks here, March 22nd through the 24th in uh, the Kentucky Expo Center in Louisville. And your, I got your booth number. It's 22035. So uh, any of our listeners who are going up there for that, and I know we have many that are, uh, that that's where your booth. Tell us what's going on at your booth this year. Well, we will have the uh, tagger and polo that we're going to have out there. We will have the decking system. We have a brand-new display on that so that we can explain and let the people work with it. It makes it a lot easier if you do that. We've also got a chance for a $5,000 shopping spree um, on our products that people will have the chance to win, which is uh, a pretty good pretty good deal. And then we're giving, of course, as we do every year, we're giving away T-shirts and little items like that. And any safety tips, I mean, they can talk to any of our people in our booth, and if they've run into something where they've had a problem with the legislation and they need a better understanding of it, we can help them understand it better. And you're also, I understand, going to do a live demonstration of the, of the captive beam system. We definitely will be. And, and, and it's product advice. Uh, as you said, tips, safety tips, and, and so forth, all there. And, again, that's at the booth 22035 up at the uh, Mid-America Trucking Show. And you guys have been there before, right, so this isn't uh, your first go-around up there. We're there every year, and uh, we're, we're in a fairly large booth. You can't miss us. And uh, the trick will be trying to get us to stop talking about our product. <laughs> we're passionate about what we do. That's a good thing, though. That 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 means you're, you've got some pride in, in what you guys are building, and I know they're great products. And uh, do you have a website we can uh, send folks to? We do. It's www.kinadine.com. Well, that's uh, easy to remember, and that's K-I-N-E-D-Y-N-E. Just want to make sure we spell that for them. K-I-N-E-D-Y-N-E. Kinadine. Dot com, and I believe we've got a link on our site as well. Well, listen, I've, I've uh, really learned a lot, and I appreciate you coming by and uh, sharing some of that information with us. No problem, anytime. Thank you so much. Alan Boomer, who is the sales director at uh, Kinadine, and he's going to be up at the uh, uh, Mid-America Trucking Show, as we mentioned. And so be sure and stop by and say hi, and uh, tell them you heard about it on the Extreme Trucker Show. Time now for the Extreme Trucker Show's Healthy Tip of the Week. This tip is endorsed by the Healthy Trucking Association of America. We have your health and wellness at heart. You know, salt is a necessary mineral, but not in the amounts many of us consume on a regular basis. The main problem related to salt consumption is high blood pressure, which is a huge problem for professional drivers. Many studies show a direct link between sodium intake and high blood pressure. The more salt you consume, the higher your blood pressure can be. So for improved cardiovascular health, pay more attention to the foods that you eat. It's not always possible to eat only freshly prepared foods on the road, but the more you do, 
the less salt you'll take in and the more you can lower your risk of cardiovascular disease. This tip has been brought to you by Kenadyne, the cargo control people. And now let's get back to the show with our very next guest who's on the line. And this show is all about trucker safety tonight. This lady wrote a book about it, as a matter of fact, and I believe she's on the line from Missouri. Her name is Sandra Long, and she is the author of Street Smarts, A Guide for a Truck Driver's Personal Safety. Sandra, welcome to the Extreme Trucker Show. Well, good evening, Rich. How are you all tonight? I am just great. And uh, did I get it right? Are you in Missouri this evening? Uh, yes, sir. My truck's in the shop, and those of uh, uh, your listeners who know me know that Charlie's been in the shop a lot, so I'm in the motel. Well, I hope uh, some of the, the the bad weather and the tornadoes and things didn't get any anywhere near you were. I know over in Branson they had some quite a bit of damage there and uh, and uh, other towns, but uh, ho- hopefully you're safe and everything's okay. Yeah, um, I missed it. Um, thank God. But the winds here in along I was coming in seventy and uh into Kansas City and the winds were up to fifty mile an hour wind gusts. So we got the wind but we didn't get damage. Well let's talk about personal safety for truckers. Give us a little bit of background about yourself. Well, I climbed in my first truck in nineteen seventy two and back then, you know, it was pretty tough out here, you know. I worked for a private carrier, though, or in private. I traveled carnivals for most of the 70s. I started over the road in 1982 and have worked off and on since. So technically, this is my 40th year around trucks. Wow. Were there were there many women drivers then? Uh, there were a few. I have uh, a few friends that started even earlier than I did. Um in 82, um, they started going more solo. And it was instead of running team with their husbands. And um, so that's increased now. We're seeing solo women drivers in dump trucks and tankers and flatbeds. and um, Yeah, more and more all the time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, uh, they're, they're going solo uh, quite a bit. Now I gotta I gotta give you some props here because you were uh, recently recognized by the Women in Trucking Association. Uh, you were named the Trucker of the Month. I b- believe it was last month, was it not? Uh, it's February. Um, my bio's in uh, the February issue of Team Driving Women in Trucking magazine, available free at your local truck stops. That is awesome. And uh, by the way, for that, that's one of my 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 big things. Um, the only thing that I was more honored in being chosen was that I I won an award, I believe it was two years ago, uh, myself and another person's article was submitted for a new column called Journeys in OIDA's Landline Magazine, and we took gold with the truck, uh, International Truck Writers Guild. That's awesome. Well, congratulations on uh, those honors. Let's talk uh, about your book. I guess uh, the the book uh, was first printed uh, about a year ago. Uh, It's called Street Smarts, A Guide for a Trucker's Personal Safety. Uh, The introduction uh, that I read said that uh, very little is taught to truckers about how to secure their personal safety, and that's really what this book is about. What really inspired you to write it? Um, I've owned a Yahoo group and run it since 2005, where I work with new and prospective drivers. And we've uh, we've changed demographics where people are coming from. We used to have a strong military base in the trucking industry and agriculture and other trucking families. And now we're getting people who have watched Smokey and the Bandit too much and um, BJ and the Bear, and they think it's just all fun and games and glamour out here. And, of course, you know, the advertising says, oh, come and sightsee, you know. So we're getting a whole different demographic um, population in trucking. And most of them don't have street smarts. And by street smarts, you mean, uh, would you, are, you, are you saying um, common sense? 
Is that what what you're telling us, or is it or by street smarts? Do you mean having been in situations and knowing what to do? Right. I um, I spoke with a lady driver one time who was from uh, the bad areas. She was raised in the bad areas of Chicago, and she said that living in the I can't remember the exact quote. It's in the book. Living in the hood and keeping that with me keeps me safe. And that's basically what she was saying. So she grew up knowing street smarts, but a lot of people don't. Well, right. so they come out here and think that it's safe and it's not. Well, there's a lot of different kinds of crimes that truckers have to be wary of. They drive late at night. They drive through major cities, as you mentioned, in bad areas of town. There are situations that they can just come across. Did you experience or see things that uh, really taught you some lessons and uh, things that you want to pass on in this book? Um, there's some things in there uh, that that I I've been really lucky, Rich. In all the years out here, I've had a couple of face-to-face confrontations, but other than that, I haven't had any, you know, real problems. Personally, um, but. I- but you've heard yeah, a lot personally, of stories. But I've related a lot of of uh, stories. Uh, one happened to my brother, who was also a driver. Um, he had went in to have lunch and get a shower in broad daylight at a major truck stop in Arkansas, and he was parked right in front of the fuel islands. And he came out, and he was doing a walk around. He reached up to check his padlock and his seal to make sure that they were intact, and two guys with guns came up and robbed him. And they'd been working that truck stop for several weeks. And um, the police were aware of it, but they couldn't catch him. And from what I understand, truckers finally caught them. So it, it can happen anywhere. And we're seeing a big increase in uh, not only truck theft, but also in kidnappings and just out-and-out robbing, um, which is probably linked to the economy. But I also link regulation to to that in a great degree because of the anti-idling laws. People are having to leave their windows down and their vents open, and this this is just an open invitation to for someone to, to break in the truck. I mean, it's very easy. And And so I think it's – I'm sorry? I was going to say, and, of course, we we, uh, recently did a show on human trafficking, which is another thing that's been happening that, uh, um, you know, not necessarily two truck drivers, but uh, crimes that uh, they might come upon, which could be a a dangerous situation as well. Oh, yeah. Well, human trafficking has been going on for decades, Um, thankfully – some lights being shed on the issue now. And there's some really fine organizations out there getting the word out and organizing truckers to keep their eyes open because of the prevalence of these, uh, especially the girls, being put out on the lots of the truck stops and rest areas. So thankfully we don't see that like we used to. Well, some of the tips in your book uh, include how to secure your truck while you're sleeping, what to watch for while parked, uh, and how to make sure you are found if you go missing. Can you give us a little insight on those things? Um, The first and foremost thing is whether it's day, night, any time of day, any type of neighborhood that you're in is be aware of your surroundings. That's a first and foremost thing. If you see anything suspicious, if you see a group of people hanging around, or you see see cars driving through parking areas very slowly, and you see the people looking up in your truck, call the truck stop, if nothing else, and alert them that there may be a possible situation, but do not get out of your truck. That's the um, securement of of the truck is a hoot 
um, there's a device. Somebody came up with a an actual strap that will hold your doors open. It's available at, at Women in Trekking Association, a website. Um, but I use if if I do get the little hairs going up on the back of my neck, I'll use bungee straps. Some of the other ones. Um, I knew a lady that ran a rope between the handles of her doors and hung cans on them so that if anybody opened up the door, the the cans would rattle. Um, There's one that you can use fishing line and swivel hooks. And, of course, trucks are doing away with uh, air horn lanyards in some models of trucks. But if you have an air horn lanyard, you know, a, a line that you pull, you can measure... Uh, fishing line from uh, the driver's door to the air horn lanyard, from the air horn lanyard to the passenger door, and put swivel hooks on it, make it tight, and then if anybody opens up that door, it blows the air horn. Yeah, that'll that'll uh, wake them. Oh yeah, well that's a good way of getting attention. You know, if I tell the people, the students that I work with, the the newbies that do anything you can to get to that air horn and lay on that air horn because that will attract attention and get you help. And that's Somebody's going to come and see what's going on. Right, and that's the last thing they want is all that attention. So that's a that's a oh, great, yeah. great thought there. And, and what about uh, making sure you're found if you go missing? I... Um, I wrote an article. For, I wrote for Layover.com for five years. I wrote an article for them uh, called "Where Are We," and I just recently put that up, uh, I believe, uh, on my Facebook page. But, anyways, uh, you should. Truck drivers are creatures of habit. Once you get going out here, we stop at the same truck stops because we like the food there, the fuel, or they got to pay parking lot, whatever. We stop at the same rest areas. So make a route book for your family. You know, if I'm running I-70 going from Kansas City to St. Louis, you know that I'm going to be stopping in Kingman City. Or uh, Kingdom, yeah, Kingdom City. Uh, So if I go missing, look for me there. That's one thing. Um, and make sure that they your family has a truck stop guide and an atlas. And then take pictures of your truck. Make sure your your family has the VIN number, the license plate number. Um, if you can't get pictures, give them the make, model, color. Make sure they understand how to get a hold of your company uh, so that if they can... If you do go missing, then they can work with the company to find you. Uh, those are the basic things to do. Um, I run with my GPS on on my cell phone all the time. Uh, it's kind of hard to triangulate those towers, but if if need be, you can do that. Um, if someone does go missing, uh, you can you can of course alert. Uh, the police along the route that you're running, uh, your family can, uh, contact the company, contact scale houses, get a hold of people like you, um, Dave Nemo, whomever, Bozo, and get the word out. Put it on Facebook um, and get us all involved in helping find this driver. Amen to that, Will. Those are all great, great suggestions, and I I think uh, you probably have more in your book. We don't have a whole lot of time, but we want to tell folks we're talking with Sandra Long, author of the book Street Smarts, A Guide for a Truck Driver's Personal Safety. Obviously, uh, putting uh, the load equipment and the cargo that uh, drivers carry also plays a part in their personal safety, doesn't it? Any advice there? Um, my My premise is that If the truck driver is aware of his own personal safety, it just follows that he will keep, he or she, will keep the the unit safe because the two hinge upon each other. 
So I think that that's very, very important. Well, before you go, I'd like to share a couple of quotes uh, about your book from some other people. Uh, Here's one that says, I've been a driver for 15 years, and I learned things from this book. Jason Cox, a driver trainer. Uh, Here's another one that says, I think any driver would find something that relates to the situations they face, and your stories make it so interesting. It's a quick and easy and entertaining read. I think it's very relatable, a great way to broach the safety aspect. And that's Kerry Simmons, Safety Director, OIX Incorporated. So obviously you've got some great stuff in this book, and uh, I hope lots of uh, people read it. In fact, I hope any driver listening tonight who doesn't have a copy will uh, track you down and uh, get a copy. And by the way, where can they find your book? Uh, the book can be found at Amazon.com, and um, I write under Sandy Long. That's what I go by most of the time anyway. But uh, I do have to say it was my first attempt at self-publishing, and uh, I've since got another book out, which is kind of a street smarts for four-wheelers. And a third of the book is about personal safety for travelers. A third of the book is sharing the road with with trucks. And a third of the book is driving tips from my perspective. And it's called Arriving Alive, and it's also available at Amazon.com. Well, awesome. That sounds like a great – that sounds like another show. (laughs) (laughs) Appreciate you being on. And by the way, is the book downloadable too? Um, Not yet. I'm I'm going to be doing a revision on it because I've learned so much because of doing Arriving Alive and then I did a cookbook for women in trucking called On the or At Home and On the Road, which is also available at Amazon or through Women in Trucking um Association. Uh so I learned so much in the process of doing the the second third books that I want to do a revision on street smarts and tighten it up a little bit, you know, and perhaps add some more things. But it's very valuable. It was geared mainly to the newer driver coming in. But as you stated, there's something in there that other older drivers can learn. Well, I think uh, anything that's going to make anybody even a little bit safer is certain, certainly worth checking out and, and, and reading. So uh, we appreciate your time here tonight. We've been talking with our guest, Sandra Long, author of the book Street Smarts, a guide for a truck driver's personal safety. Sandra, thanks so much for uh, being with us tonight. Thank you, Rich. I'm honored to be on your show. Well, we're honored to have you on. Come back and join us again another time. Thank you so much. Thank you. Tonight's Extreme Trucker Show is brought to you in part by Fusion Sleep, solutions for your good health and DOT readiness. Matco Tools, your single-source, one-stop shop for all your tool needs. Well, now it is time for the musical portion of our show, and we're delighted to welcome our musical guest to the show this week. Uh, She is a uh, singer, performer. She's a... uh, been on television and uh, performed uh, around. We're going to find out all about her here. Let's bring her on right now. Let's welcome to the Extreme Trucker Show, Julie Gribble. Welcome, Julie. Hey, how are you? I'm great. How are you this evening? Pretty, pretty swell. <laughs> Where are you calling? awesome weather. I'm in Where Nashville, are... actually, right you... now. Oh, okay. You're right here in Nashville with us. Okay. Now, yeah. I know you're from Atlanta originally, though, right? Yeah, I sure am. I just moved here about, I moved here last year, but I'm on the road most of the time, so I'm kind of here and there. <laughs> so yeah. my stuff's here. That's the way it, yeah, I live here, I guess. <laughs> you got to have a home base. <laughs> right, exactly. i got my bed is here, <laughs> so that's good. <laughs> All right, well, well, the, but, you're, but you're out playing and touring and stuff. You were even uh, on the late show with uh, Craig Ferguson, I understand. Yeah, I got really, really blessed with that. I lived in L.A. for um, eight years before I moved back the east coast and um he was actually my customer at the restaurant the coffee shop i worked at every morning so no kidding really how that happened yeah it was crazy wow so he used to come in and and get coffee at at your shop and uh next thing you know you're on on the late show (laughs) wow (laughs) well it's one of those stories that you're like that doesn't ever happen well, you know. they say, you know, the the music business, like a lot of businesses, is about those relationships that you build. So, obviously, you made a, a good connection there. Yeah. You know, it was one of those places where you could wake up in the morning and just be 
yourself. You know what I mean? You're in jeans and a T-shirt, and, you know, your customers become your friends, you know, because you talk yeah. to them every morning. That, you give them salvation in the morning. You give them your that, coffee. <laughs> well, I was going to say, was that before he had the TV show? Um, I, I think that was right when he started coming in, when I started working there, was right when he, um, I guess, was almost about to, he was doing the auditions. You know how they had, like, a couple different people of who was going to replace the other guy? Right. So, like, each week it was a different comic, and then he won. I remember I was working during that time period, so and I was like, oh, he's such a nice guy. Like, I hope he gets it. So I had no clue that he had been on, like, the Drew Carey show and all that. <laughs> and no clue that you would actually be on the show because you knew him. That's pretty cool. Well, let's, we've been talking about your day job. Let's talk about your night job here a little bit. You've got a, a new record you're getting ready to record in April. Yeah, I'm super excited. We actually have already kind of started doing the pre-production on it. So I've been waiting a little longer than I'd like to, uh, you know, release another record, but I think it's going to be worth it. So um got some great songs with, you know, good stories from the past year and a half of my life and uh, working with a producer out in L.A. that I've been working with for a long time. So really excited to have that comfort level and someone I trust to do this big record for me. That's the way I see it. So, now, did you write uh, many of the songs, or all of them, or some of them? Yeah, they're all mine, except for I actually, this is the first time that I'll be um, doing some one of someone else's song. So it's really new for me and exciting, but I found a song that I just absolutely love. And um, so I'm going to sing his song, which is really kind of scary and awesome for me, because I'm so used to doing my own stuff, you know. Yeah, well, then you're interpreting someone else's work, I guess, is a little different than you don't have to worry about interpreting your own. Right, exactly. <laughs> so so do you have a uh, a touring band, that, and did they, they play on the record? Um, for this record, I'm pretty much using the same guys out in L.A. that I use, I've used in the past. Um, I just really like their work, you know, and I... I, I you know, it's like kind of a comfort level, you know. I know them, I know they're good, and I know they'll do what I want instead of, you know, going, arguing and going, no, 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 that's not right, you know. Cause I kinda Fans want argue? <laughs> I know, crazy, huh? <laughs> but when I'm on the East Coast, like, I pretty much have, you know, certain guys I work with here, and then I have a couple guys up in Nashville that I work with, a couple guys in Atlanta, because it's so hard to tour with the band nowadays. I mean, with the gas, everything's just so expensive that, Sometimes you end up getting cheaper by, you know, going to another state and hiring, which I hate doing, but sometimes you just have to, you know. Got to do what you got to do. Well, listen, before we go any further, how about we play some music? We're going to play one of your songs right here. How about uh, the song called It's About Love? Tell us about that. That was my first, like, upbeat, happy love song. My mom was so proud. (laughs) I actually wrote that. It wasn't even about anyone in particular. It was just kind of a story of, like, you know, Things can get so rough, but, like, if you really just think about it, it's just about love. And, like, if you can just kind of get it down to the basics, everything usually kind of works out for the better, you know? We're going to put it on right here. Our special guest, Julie Gribble. Made me who I am. 
It's about love from our special guest, Julie Gribble. You know, I, I, it's hard to really compare you to anybody else. You really have a, a variety of different sounds going on in there. I hear a little, maybe a little Mary Chapin Carpenter, maybe a little Natalie Merchant, a, a little bit, of, a, a lot of things kind of all blended and maybe, uh, you know, sort of pop, sort of country, sort of Americana. How would you describe your music? We have been battling that, too. And it's so funny because we've actually been saying Mary Chapin Carpenter, there needs another, there needs to be another one. Because she, I loved her back in the day. You know what I mean? She's great. Oh, wonderful singer-songwriter. Yeah, very talented. Yeah, she's had such, like, genuine, honest songs. And, like, that's really what I try and do. And I think that's why my style kind of tend to go back and forth because I'm just kind of trying to write from my heart and not for a style, which, you know, is hard in the music business because they want to kind of niche you, you know? But, they um, got a market, yeah. You know, I, I think it's just for radio. I mean, it's easier to do, you know. People want to be told what it is. It's easier, you know. Yeah. But I think Americana would probably be where it fits in best. It's just been like Americana country because I've been fitting in both of those demographics really well right now, you know. So what kind of places do you play? I mean, obviously we know you've played on the, you know, the uh... – uh, the the late show, the big TV show, but, I mean, you also do uh, uh, clubs and uh, festivals and things like that? Yeah, definitely. Like, this summer we started getting, you know, some tour stuff lined up. Like, I'll be hitting um, Georgia this next week doing, you know, some, you know, cool, smaller bars where I just, you know, longer gigs so I can kind of play whatever I want for a few hours, which is fun for me. And then I'm going down to Florida to do some, like, you know, one's like a showcase listening room, and then one's like a rib house, you know. I kind of like to mix it up. I mean, you know, I like to play huge festival venues, awesomeness, and then, you know, really small, quaint coffee shops. You know, there's such a a beauty and a value in changing it up, you know. Well, you know, even the biggest... I think even the biggest recording stars will tell you that they still enjoy coming into a really small, intimate club and doing a show because they can see people, they can look them in the eyes and get the you know the emotional reaction from them as they're performing, which you don't obviously can't get at a big festival or concert because you know there's a lot more lighting on you and hard to see, I'm sure. And uh, exactly. it's, it's, yeah, it's more personal for you, isn't it? It totally is, you know, and I love that fact of just being able to tell stories because I'm a big like maybe I talk too much sometimes but that's okay but I like to be able to tell people you know this is the real story of the song you know and go into detail when you're in a big festival it, that's not the way it goes you know like you need to play your upbeat get a moving kind of songs you know and maybe you can play that offbeat track that you haven't even recorded yet in a smaller venue because it's okay to do that you know so it's fun I was going to say, we've got, because of the kind of the time crunch here, we want to get another song in. So tell me about the song, You and Me. Oh, my God. I was dating this guy, and I literally wrote it, like, really quickly. And I was just thinking of that, like, cutesy kind of, you know, I don't know, that whole scene when you're smaller, you know, when you're a kid and you're, like, skipping around. I mean, literally skipping around and, like, oh, it's so fun to be in love and, you know, and it's always kind of about these steps that you go in this relationship, and it's, oh, like, just kidding, maybe that's not the one. You know what I mean? So that's really what that song's about. It's very simple, but I kind of like that about it. All right, well, we're going to play it right now. It's called You and Me.
All right, there's our special guest, Julie Gribble, with a song called You and Me. Well, can you tell us about uh, any upcoming shows you've got that uh, people can find out, uh, maybe on your website where they can go and, and check those out? Yeah, definitely. All the shows are constantly updated on juliegribble.com, and it's G-R-I-B-B-L-E.com, or Facebook is Julie Gribble Music, or you can tweet me, all that good stuff. It's all the same, Julie Gribble Music. <laughs> And um, I'll be in Nashville till next Wednesday, doing I got six shows till Wednesday, and um, those are all listed up there. And then Atlanta, and then Florida, and Nebraska, so in California. So check it out. And if you live in any of those spots, come out and see me. Come by and, t- and tell her that you heard about it on the Extreme Truckers show too. All right. That's right. <laughs> but that'll put a smile on your face, won't it? <laughs> it totally will. Thank you so much for having me on the show. This is really cool. Oh, oh, thank you for for doing it. And I want to ju- I just want to tell people that uh, your your music has been featured on Lifetime. Uh, it's been on uh, Nickelodeon shows like Zoe 101, Drake and Josh, um, all kinds of other things that you've done uh, that uh, people can find out about on your website. But uh, very cool that you had the time to stop by and and uh, be with us here tonight. And I hope people go and check out your music and uh, hopefully they'll go see you in, live in person too. And we'll look for that new album. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, Julie. It's been our pleasure. Our guest, Julie Gribble, and sang a couple of songs for us here tonight. Kind enough to uh, stop by with us here, and I hope you'll check her out on her website. And, again, we've got a link on our site, on our uh, Extreme Trucker Show site. Now, next week's show is going to be featuring Sleep Week with Dr. Drummer from uh, Fusion Sleep, then off to Florida to the Gator Nationals with uh, guest Matt Cotool. Uh, George Bryce, Harley Davidson, and musical guest Mickey Womat, all going to be here next week on the Extreme Trucker Show. We want to thank all of our guests tonight, including uh, Julie Gribble, who you just heard, also Sandra Long, the uh, author of the book Street Smarts, a guide for truck drivers' personal safety, Kenna Dine, uh, Alan uh, Boomer, director of sales with them, and our first guest this evening, uh, who was uh, Bob uh, Petrancosta, who is the Vice President of Safety for Conway Freight Company. Again, thank you so much. It's been uh, an enjoyable evening. I've certainly learned a lot about truckers' safety. I hope you have, too, and I hope you'll uh, come back and join us again here next week. Drive safe, have fun, and I'll see you down the road. This is the Extreme Trucker Show. The Extreme Trucker Show is a production of Indie Star Media and Entertainment. Executive producer Lisa Horn, marketing Stephen Mackey, production coordinator Jillian Redmond. You've been listening to the Extreme Trucker Show, broadcasting live every Thursday night at 1030 Eastern from the Northington Energy Studios in Nashville, Tennessee. Until next week, keep your eyes on the road and your hands upon the wheel.